This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. I'm so good at this sometimes, you guys. Sorry, I don't mean to brag, but I love it when things that I think are going to be wrong or ideas that I have, I think are, that's just too far-fetched or that's not nearly creative enough. It's exactly the right amount of creativity that is needed. Welcome back to the second hour of the Playmakers. Uh, we are here to talk about some hockey to start things off because your Golden Knights are back in Vancouver for the third time, be facing off against the Canucks in the last week, week and a half. And I can tell you right now that Mark Stone has been removed from the IR, according to the NHL media site. Uh oh. I was trying to figure out how the f they were going to do this earlier today with the salary cap, and I'm like, without you know sending Laurent Bossois to the IR, in addition to Riley Smith, in addition to a couple other players that are still in that IR, I, I just don't know how you approach that number. And Bossois has been out, but not really, really out. And that's on purpose, now that we know. So the circumnavigation is absolutely alive and well, and this team definitely needs it because they are in a situation where apparently Pete DeBoer says the destiny is still in their hands, and that's technically true, but also not really because you're, you're as you sit today, are on the outside looking in, and you're two points behind the Dallas Stars for the final wild card position. And nine games left. Exactly. And the Stars are playing tonight. A ton of people are playing tonight. Almost everybody's playing tonight because there was only one game played last night uh, between the Blues. But tonight we got the or the Blues are at the Bruins today. Oilers at the Wild. Sharks at the Predators. We got to watch that one very closely. Mm-hmm. Kings at the Blackhawks. And Kraken at the Flames. As I mentioned... We are keeping an eye, specifically on really two teams at this point. It's the Predators, but largely, mostly the Dallas Stars. And so just to kind of give everybody the bird's eye view of what exactly we're dealing with. Remember, the last time they were we played against the Canucks, they beat the crap out of the Knights because they basically spread them out so far in their own defensive zone, played tic-tac-toe, and got our netminder covering way too much ground with not enough padding, and they lost 5-1, to 6-1. to one. Who cares at that point because you got your ass handed to you and there was five unanswered goals. And so they need to have a better effort tonight. And luckily they won in Vancouver when they played there a couple weeks ago. And you're, you have patches back in lap. I have the, the spirit of Mark Stone and actual the body. But you have another lineup shakeup. Lines are going to be different tonight. It's going to be the first time that Jack Eichel skated with Mark Stone. First time for for a lot of people. And so um, managing that is certainly going to be uh, a predicament, especially on special teams and stuff. Luckily, 
the Canucks aren't that great on the power play. They're actually better on the power play on the road than they are at home and pretty much middle of the road when it comes to their PK. Um, but again, it's all about Vegas not getting away from their game and getting stretched out because we know that Thatcher Demko is absolutely going to steal souls if you let him. He's a guy that takes care of so much because he plays the position so hygienically. And so the Golden Knights are really going to have to rely on the mistiming plays, like getting him to bite or react or have that quick twitch muscle like where you get those rebounds or maybe it gets blocked down, but it has to be about that hammer away mentality on those broken plays. And that takes a, a high level of diligence and a high level of awareness. And the Golden Knights, if they're putting you know the, the same bag as the fish and Darla and – Finding Nemo, if you missed any part of our conversation just a few minutes ago, it's on the Odyssey app when we were talking about the top 25 Pixar movies. It can get chaotic, and then you go belly up, right? And everybody's on their own island. And so Gold Knights are are, are going to be managing uh, a lot tonight, but it's certainly positive news that Mark Stone is back in this lineup. We know how much he means to this team, not just in terms of what he represents with the C, but how he plays and the example that he sets very much has been missed for this Gold Knights team that loves to go on the rush, and he's one of the best players on the rush, too, himself. But he's always getting back. He's always back-checking, and that's where you separate goods and greats and captains versus not on the ice is in the back-check. And, you know, whether it's Robin Leonard or, or Thompson, obviously they're going to be one of the, the, if not the key to this playoff push. But is managing some of these players returning and some of these new lineups, um, is that going to be like a key X factor in these nine games that are left, our goalies are the not only that, but just like with Mark Stone returning, some of the additions and the mix, like everyone being mixed in together and getting everyone acclimated to each other. Oh, absolutely! Luckily, it's not as big of a of a a thing I think for our defensive side because we've had Alec Martinez back in the lineup for a couple of weeks. We've had um, Alex Petrangelo take a step back in terms of responsibilities where we don't have to have him doing everything. I mean, Marty's playing on the third pair right now. And so at, at least we can kind of hopefully shut down that zone. It's more, like I said, in that, in that neutral zone and getting back in the play and minimizing those odd man rushes and making good changes and stuff. But, uh, that's the stuff that can get lost in the shuffle, those attention to details, especially during like the long changes in the second period when, there's a lot of distraction out there with new people, new line mates, all that other stuff. So they'll have to be more cognizant of it on the bench. I'm much more worried about that stuff than our way that our goalies are playing because whoever's in there, they're going to give us their best and they can only deal with the situational hockey that's put out in front of them. And there's certainly a lot more things that we can do to create better situations for them than the goalies can do to create better situations for the players in front. And one question I did have for you, and, and the article kind of, and the athletic in this article examined the question, and you brought it up. So between the per- the Predators, the Stars, and the Golden Knights, out of these three teams, uh, which seems going to have the biggest repercussions if they miss out on this uh, wild card spot? I mean, I think the Stars do because they, first of all, were in the final a couple of years ago. They have a lot of talent on that bench, and... But then they've also like they're both playing in the central division too, because I think what we're looking at is like, well, what does ch- what do changes actually mean? Does it mean coaching position? Because both of those coaches could technically be sent on their way. Now John Hines was brought in like mid season after they let go of Peter Laviolette, pandemic season, and I just I have a really hard time going away from 
him and what he's been able to establish in a culture there that still includes names like Matt Duchesne, like Ryan Johansson, two names that have been not the most positive laced in this league in terms of leadership, in terms of work ethic, and he's found a way to make it work, and that's by uh, having a power play that's incredibly prolific. That's by having Roman Yossi have a not just a career year, but like a historical year for a defenseman, at least that we that we haven't seen in a really long time. And you have, I think, what very few organizations have done in the NHL and even across other sports, which was replace the most important position that was inhibited by a Hall of Famer with a, another one that is absolutely going to challenge that. And that's with UC Soros, with their netminder. Like, he is unbelievably good. And he plays a style that allows the Predators to play the physical nature that they need to create the apprehension and get those power plays and get those special teams opportunities. Like the only other team that's like that are the Rangers with Igor Shostorkin or a few years ago when you're talking Tampa Bay when they traded away Ben Bishop and they elevated Andre Vasilevsky. Like that takes big time cojones to do that and to call that. Or even you could say that about Vancouver too with Thatcher Demko because they let Jakob Markstrom walk. And so when you have those goalies come up and you have that young belief where they have enough time in the league to get scored on, to be proven mortal in a lot of ways, you can get a lot of push. And so I think both franchises are dealing with the same urgency levels where they're expected to be doing things, but they're not like top level teams. But for either of them to miss the playoffs at this juncture, it's really tough. Like, if if Nashville is on the outside looking in, I, I think knowing, knowing David Poyer, their GM, he would probably say, Heinze, you're gone. Just to, And I don't necessarily think that's the right thing. I think Rick Bonus probably stays in Dallas and that they can run it back. Because if anything, they just say, well, we had too many injuries and we got Ryan Suter still and we got, like, all of these big – we're going to sign Pavelski long-term. They've also had to climb out of a bigger basement, the Dallas Stars. So they're both. There's a lot to lose. There's a lot of lot to lose for all three of those teams. Um, but if you want to talk about like the Predators weren't expected to be here. Dallas were were expected to be in the conversation. Knights, yeah, they're they're not supposed to be in this situation. So the Predators were the ones that were playing with house money. Yes, the, out of those three, yes. And uh, I know we're going to talk to Joel here coming up. Um, and you asked him about this, and you've been very huge on the LA Kings this yep. season. Huge fan. Um, kind of just the impact, and I know he hasn't played the past sixteen games, but <laughs> for it to be official. Um, that Drew Doughty is out because he's having that wrist surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean for the uh, for the Kings? That's a big blow, and it's again they're playing with house money themselves in terms of they weren't expected to make the playoffs, let alone be in your top three of the division. You got to remember this isn't just like playing, but without Drew Doughty, who has had uh, a resurgent season and really taken um, the Kings' rebuild and create a little bit of a renaissance for himself. Like he doesn't just provide that offensive side, but he's such a good skater. And that's what a lot of people like to knock about him because he sometimes takes the puck up too often or he makes a few too many aggressive uh, decisions. But when you have a bottom, when you have a a defensive stable where it's your top pair is Matt Roy, Troy Stetcher, who I'm a huge fan of. And then Alexander Edler and Sean Dursey, and then Ole Mata and Jordan Spence. I'm like, Guys, that that ain't a playoff defensive core. It's not, and that's okay because it wasn't meant to be like this. They Drew Doughty's been pushing for weeks 
to see if they could make this go. Yeah. And it just reached a point where I, you, you just have to call it as you see it and you say, you know what? You got to rehab it. The, the more you push it now, that's going to put you in a, probably a worse spot. And the other thing is about this team is that where's their strength in this team? Down the middle, in their center position. What are centermen? They are third defensemen. They're acting third defensemen. And so when you have the Anze Kopitars who have been um, kind of revitalized in a way because you bring in Philip Deneau and say, hey, Philly, can you take care of some of these PK minutes? Can you take care of some of these? Because we not we got to make sure we get Anze to his best game. And the thing is, like, Deneau's line, I think, is actually a little bit more prolific, at least it was earlier in the season when he was playing with um, Iafalo and stuff like that. So you can at least hedge your defensive deficiencies a little bit with that. But then again, at your third line, Quinton Byfield's a rookie. Third line is where you make your bread and butter in the playoffs. That's where you need to get the most uh, production because you got to assume that your best on best cancels out. And so it's it's a it's an uphill climb for them, but they're going to have a home ice advantage at least to start in theory. And so I, I they need a positive playoff experience. They can't get swept. Like you just you can't go in there and embarrass yourself. But they've. They play a decent style when they're when they're committed to it. So we'll see how it goes. But Drew Doughty, like, that's the difference between potentially winning a series and not for me. Wow. Um, one thing that I thought I'd never have to use in the conversation about hockey with you mm-hmm. is a Bill Barnwell tweet. Oh boy. But he had a brilliant one. Um, and it was this. It's more likely that the Florida Panthers are more likely to score seven than the Carolina Panthers. And they're kind of forming this identity as a team that's never out of a game. Which, you know, psychologically that could be good. But for you, you know, it's kind of messing with da- dangerous territory, right? Putting yourself in these situations, correct? Oh, absolutely. It, with, with, and, and especially going to the playoffs, like if you're banking on high level scoring, you're going to, you're going to be going home earlier than you thought. That's what, that's the same uh, strategy that the Oilers have been trying to roll out for years. Any high scoring offense, like we know that the game changes in the postseason. So it's kind of like basketball, where it kind of slows down. Absolutely, we're looking to we're looking to clog up things. We're looking to physically impose. We're looking to physically intimidate because that's easier sometimes to do than it is to skate another twenty feet. And so we slog it up. Like you're saying, going to the Masters last week. A lot of the guys who aren't the most skilled or the highest ranked on tour, they're like, we don't want good weather days because we're not going to win on good weather days. There are guys that that will wipe the floor with us. But if you make it windy, if you make it cold, if you make it hard to exist, how many people just quit? How many people subconsciously do that? Because it's not even like a, a conscious choice where it's somebody like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go hard into this 50-50 battle. Yeah. But these are where if you haven't been battle tested all year or if you don't have that kind of personality to always go balls to the wall and and understand what that mental switch is for postseason hockey, like this is where you get exposed. And so that's what I mean, like, a lot of the players on the Kings that weren't around for those cup runs, that's why they need this positive experience. That's why they need the, that battle-tested nature. And it's one thing for you to just go through it, but for you to go through it engaged in it versus getting pushed around or being, you know, chasing the game. Like, that's just a different mental mindset. You're not you're not ingraining the information and processing it as, as well as you would if you were just in the flow or in a, a more positive set. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's where it's like with the Kings, with the Panthers last year, like they, they need to take a step this year because they have been so prolific. And they are very, very responsible defensively too. A lot of their scoring comes from their defense. So it's like 
guys, we need to see this in the postseason form. And I get it. You ran into Tampa Bay last year. They're a buzzsaw, and they might still be this year. But the thing is that you're not new anymore. You know what to expect. You know what playoff hockey is, and you know what it's like to be pushed around. Tampa had to go through the same thing before they went, and they won their back-to-back cups. They got swept in the first round by Columbus. That was an iconic And then years before, they lost to the Blackhawks. And they won a bunch of game sevens just to get there. Like you have to be stopped. Like you have to, you have to have that. Unless you're the LA Kings in 2012, where you just you're an eight seed and you make your run all the way through. It's you, just, but you got to be able to to elevate, mal- and take the steps. elevate and 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 form yourself to the moment, form yourself to the game in front of you. Because sometimes it's about not being, like I always say, there's a difference between being phys- being emotionally invested and being emotionally activated. That th- these are where these nuances are learned. Yeah, and and, and I mean, and in the playoffs, this is where these little differences. And, yeah, because like you, you remember, said, you're going to feel details. that you're going to feel that pain right away. You're going to feel the weight of those decisions because this is where you need failure. You need bad things to happen to you because you don't know how you're going to react. How and and honestly, how much more fuel you get out of that failure just to feel the weight of the expectation to crush down upon you and you don't that's how it goes yeah and you don't want to be the utah jazz where you're good you're good you're good until exactly it matters and i guess my last question for you uh, as the season winds down um whether it's an awards race or the wild card spot in the western conference what is the number one race uh that is going to be the most exciting to watch well i mean it's gonna for the wild card spot in the west that'll come down to like the final day i think most of the awards are pretty much decided but i mean we all just as we're speaking about playoff hockey uh i don't know what the maple leafs are gonna be doing in the postseason but i guarantee you austin matthews isn't gonna be teeing off all these goals you might as well get these hockeys these particular brands of hockey as long as you can but isn't uh, there another guy on their team that has over 100 points too? Well, you're thinking of Edmonton, and that's Leon and Connor. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure Mitch Marner has 100 points. I'm sure he's had a he's had a good couple of months. But playoff hockey is different things for Canadian teams. At least it was until last year, and the Gold Knights <laughs> finally let the Montreal Canadiens get to the finals for the first time in 10 years. And regardless, a win must be had tonight. It has to be. If you want to stay at keep pace, doesn't matter how you get it done, it must happen. In Vancouver tonight, facing off against the Canucks, who they have certainly had the most spirited of battles with recently. Speaking of spirited battles, speaking of close personal best friends, Joe Ostrowski from BetQL Daily joins us as he does each and every Tuesday to discuss wealth expansion opportunities and, you know, the other stuff. Love for you, the bet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.